You are listening to 40-something with Valley and the Vig. And now, here's Silicon Steve Valley and the Vig. Well, well, we have ourselves quite an episode today, one I am extraordinarily excited about because the Vig, you, my friend, are going to talk about some firsthand experience about the medicine or drug or whatever you want to call it that is ayahuasca ayahuasca so how did you get into this thing you know that whole thing came from one person wrote a blog on medium medium is a like a kind of a blog center kind of like wordpress where people write all kinds of stuff and this person had just had an ayahuasca trip um during during the whole covid period and of course you know i I've done I've done I've done ayahuasca twice and it was it revolutionized my life it changed my life completely it's why I am who I am today. Holy shit, but, we got to uh, get in. Yeah, all right. So this this person went through it during the COVID during the lockdown and you know she's getting all these down all these COVID downloads everything and what she, what came out of it was you know you can take two paths right now two paths one is fear and blame and the other is to be a conscious creator. And honestly, being a conscious creator is what's going to get you through this. And that fear and blame, that path right now, the victimization, and that goes, that's, that's all over the place. Everything from COVID or experiencing like a, a um, you know, a loss of life from, from COVID and not that down, but that must be awful. But like, you know, we really, we need to like, look at it as our, to be a conscious creator and to be progressive through this, or we're not going to get through this. Okay. The other is to be, is, is to take that path of fear and blame. Blame what happened in Washington, what's happening in Washington on all sides, whether wherever, no, no matter what side you sit on that. It's the fear and blame and the victimization of that is it's a terrible path to get through. And honestly, it's amazing that that, that that kind of thought process has come from an ayahuasca trip because honestly, that stuff is very, it's a healing medicine. It's definitely a healing medicine. You know, some people think it's uh, it's overhyped or it's, you know, kind of like witch doctor and hippie-ish, but uh, I really think it has a huge, uh, huge implication on the way we live our lives. It's just, it's almost alien. You know, how, how the Peruvians way back when were, they, how they knew to be able to mix those substances together from plant life and then create such a, such a, such a profound hallucinogenic experience. So when did you take your ayahuasca trips? Uh, both were in May of 2000, May, May and June of 2015. Actually, both, <laughs> I don't think about it. Okay, actually, both were the first week of June in 2015. Yeah, I think I know it who was you just It was just in a, it was a, uh, it was a Peruvian, uh, just like a actual ceremony that a Peruvian uh shaman would do um, who is uh, definitely a shaman uh a friend friend of a friend who uh a friend's brother friend family member's brother who went down to peru for several years to study it and came back and did a whole ceremony and he was, uh, was absolutely phenomenal so what so you did two trips of on ayahuasca and for those of you who don't know trips. ayahuasca is and and for those of you ayahuasca is a, a natural extraordinarily potent and most people say self-revealing psychedelic trip 
I heard it last two weeks. Some people said it's only like a couple days. What was your experience? What's the typical experience? And I hear you have to prepare for it. You decide you're going to do ayahuasca. Start me off on the process. So going leading up to at least 30 days prior to your ceremony, uh, I, I was a little bit longer than that, is to try to like work out all byproducts, uh, animal byproducts, any of the modern processed, you know, flour, uh, you know, any type of a fast food or eating out. Um, and then as you get closer, really just filter, if you filter out meat, um, filter out anything that, that is animal-based at all and basically go all raw and, uh, you know, just all raw and, uh, and clean, you know, so I was eating beans and tofu and stuff like that leading up to that, uh, get no, no probiotics, uh, no marijuana, no alcohol. And you really go in there. I went in there lean and mean, I was clean. And honestly, when you do that, it gives the medicine more of a chance to really go after the stuff that it could really heal you with, you know? Otherwise, it's going to be wasting his time, like getting out that McDonald's hamburger that you had like two days beforehand. And, uh, you know, that's just wasting your time on the medicine. So when you're clean like that, and you've had that diet leading into it, 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 uh, it allows the ayahuasca medicine to just go right at some of the stuff that, that, that's, that's deeply breaded in there. With, with me, it took all night um, to work its way through. I remember I was going, went through a couple different uh, – areas and i actually had this shaman working on me blue blue like this uh this peruvian tobacco smoke on me it's like a healing thing because i was really kind of going through some some moments there and then finally about 4 a.m i just purged because that's what you want to do you want to purge it all out and i had a huge purge i i I just vomited immensely it was years and years and years of uh of just bad energy that i had accumulated through like you know, different social environments, uh, work environments, uh, being a type one diabetic, um, living in Philadelphia for, for many years, uh, seeing, seeing stuff go on there. And so the I process, all out. yeah. So, so to keep us up, so the process you're vomiting, you're physically vomiting, but you're also physically and also metaphysically vomiting negative energy you've stored. Is that what, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, purging it out. Oh, and you're and you're and you're hallucinating, crazy hallucinating. I I had a it's almost like a time travel hyperbolic kind of hallucinogens. I hear it's like very similar travel. to DMT. It's very yeah. but it's but it's over over a longer period of time. Yeah, it has some of the same uh, ingredients that are used in uh, the M- the MAOI inhibitor. And honestly, if people know a little bit more about this, um, definitely drop us a line at valleyvig08 at gmail.com. Let us know what your experience is. What can you add on that? We'll, we'll read some of it on the show, uh, you know, when, when it comes in a couple of weeks. If we, we get your email, we'll just, uh, we, we really want some responses here. Let's, let us know that uh, people are, are uh, consuming and digesting some of the stuff we're putting out there for you. But uh, yeah, just get back into that. It's, 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 it's an extremely, extremely profound uh, hallucinogen completely natural made um, you know from a lot of uh, vine and plant material from the amazon uh and it's uh, been known to to be in all kinds of circles down there through the mayans uh, in guatemala down through colombia and into south america argentina and chile and uh, peru and uh, it, uh, it it could really have a profound effect 
on changing your life, especially if you were depressed or you've had a, any type of like trauma, mental trauma, you know, uh, like I knew somebody where they had actually witnessed their brother getting shot. So it's like, and then they, they really started held, held some real deep, uh, uh, feelings and, 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 um, you know, from that whole thing. And then they, they did ayahuasca to get that all out. And honestly, it really helped, uh, helped them move on in life. So, so. And that, how long did, where did you do it? Did you actually leave the country or did you do it in New Mexico or? Northeast, uh, Northeast Pennsylvania, just in an undisclosed location. Yeah. Um, It was more the ceremony. The, the ceremony was Peruvian and it was a Peruvian shaman, even though he was from Pennsylvania originally. And he had a yurt right outside that you could go in and we, you could really, because the original, if you wanted to get very traditional about the ceremony, you want to go into a yurt with a pan and I have hardly any clothes on really. and just let it all out. I think what a lot of the Peruvians did and uh, is purged in the pan. And I did it the second time I did it one week later, I went right back up. I had such a good time. And I was so, I felt so improved. I went, I had a chance to do it again. I went right up there again the next week and did it. But what was different from that is that my experience there was not so much me and it wasn't so much like, you know, working on me and purging me out. It was like, I was able to, I was able to have a clear mind on things. And I saw how beautiful the world is. We're so beautiful and humans are so beautiful and we've created such beautiful things. And I really had a time where I appreciated a lot of that. And I listened to other people mainly talk about their, their experiences on, and they talked about what they were hallucinating. And I just was very quiet. And then midway through the night, I got up and just took like a big ass shit. And that was my purge. And, um, you know, that was, uh, that was the second time. So it was like, really, I was so clean, so clean to mean from, from using that fasting and doing the diet and then doing the first one where a lot of that emotional stuff came out. The second one was just like, man, I, I was just like on top of the, of the universe really. And I just, I just had a huge, uh, um, admirement for humanity in which I was having like a really rough time with that. Cause even on the way up, you know, I was at the stoplight in Philadelphia and this, this lady just cut me off completely. And like, and I was like, what the hell is that all about? She goes, what, what you want to, you know, I was just like, oh my God, humans, <laughs> are so, humans are so disgusting, you know? And I went up to the, and then went right into that ayahuasca trip. And then I came out of it. Like humans are beautiful. Humanity is beautiful. Our world is beautiful. You know, we really are. You know, like we had, we've had these, had these different renaissances over the, over the centuries that we've created so much has come out of that. And I kind of feel that that's going to happen again outside of this pandemic. So um, that's something to look forward to. And if you want to really look into it, every pandemic that we've ever been in, the coming out of it, those years that we came out of it is like a, a very, um, a very extended period of arts and cultural renaissance. And that's going to happen again. So it's, it can explode. The, the, dif- the difference now is because of technology. I don't know if it'll have be quite as impactful in many respects, because I feel like because of our technology and because people can get their art out there much easier than they could in 1920, obviously, I think that, you know, a hundred years ago, I think that might uh, it might not be quite as impactful. I would make that argument, but, um, but I don't want to get too much on that. I'm, I'm, I'm knee deep in this ayahuasca. So the first time was a major purge changed your life. Second time, it was really like a good, it was, you had clarity, like a really awesome acid trip, but I'm assuming yeah. much, but much more intense. 
but you're happier and you're clear-headed. Yeah, and positive because I was so clean. There wasn't anything else to purge out. I mean, I haven't had a really trauma-filled life. So the first one got it really all out. And then the second one, I did it such close proximity. Like if I was to go back at it now, I would I probably have accumulated some debt here, quote unquote, from being out in Colorado and uh, this whole other side of this was like this whole other I started basically started a new life out here. So and that that was what the first one helped me open the gate to, for me to go right into the second, right into the front range out here in Denver and everything. So and start this life. And it gave me the courage and the and the and the power to do it, just to do it. Just pack your shit up and go. I didn't even have a job, <laughs> but I had strength. That was I it 2015? I, I knew I, I was out there for the New Year's Eve 2015. I thought you were out there a little longer at that point in time, but I guess not. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, 2015, because I, I crashed at your place the first night. We actually got... Yeah, I had been out here a couple months, but I had only had a, my own place for about a month or two. That's right. You were living with a, with a friend, friend of ours from, uh, the, from the Too Fat to Skydive. I'm too fat too to skydive. Sky I'm screwed. definitely too fat to skydive. I'm also too afraid to skydive. Album album review, review party coming up uh, for those guys too. So you might want to stay into that. As, you know, tune into that if you're especially from your Denver Boulder area. These guys are hitting hitting the ground running these days. And so when we get out of this, I would look for them to to be out and about in the Denver area playing at a venue near you. Yeah, really great songwriters. Uh, some, some some really good musicians in the band and uh just really excited we've been friends with one of the well actually two of the band members for you know over well me oh well over a decade almost 20 years uh you are well you're over two decades with with them i believe yeah with some to, of them and then and then others but they're basically the whole band i've known for several years now that's um, right because you you're, you're you've, you've seen them you probably have seen them more you're, you're their number one fan <laughs> Yeah, I You're, guess so. I, I never really looked at it. Merch and guy, the, uh, sound guy, and trombone player. <laughs> Trumpet player. Fuck. I knew it was a TR. But anyways, so ayahuasca, I, I'm definitely afraid. So you have a guy like me. So what if you're talking to, you got a guy like me. I'm 43 years old. And quite frankly, I think I have purged a lot myself. It's obviously not one big thing. But since I, particularly since I quit drinking, but really since the pandemic, I have been purging emotions over and over, like crying my eyes out. Sure. When I got when I got offered the job uh, at, in this new field I'm going into, that I've been desperately trying to get in, like tears of joy and the struggle of losing a, a very comfortable position I had a couple of years ago and never really being over to knowing I'm finally over all of that anger and all over that sadness. And it just poured tears. And I'm wondering if I'm doing it the way where it's long-term where I am basically, okay, I'm, I am reconciling my father's death and how I treated him. I was so worried toward his death. I was so worried about how I, how he treated me. And then I start realizing how much of a jerk off kid I was, you know, and how much, how much disrespect a son had for his father. And I, I was reconciling all of that over the last probably eight, eight or nine months, like really getting heavy into like, what a dick I was. My father had every reason not to like me. He didn't like me. He told me that several times and he had no reason to like me. 
I was disrespectful. I was ungrateful. And and I know the reasons because my hero is taking a shit on me every time I do something, good or bad, since I was however old. And, you know, there were a lot of other things that got in there with it, you know, and then you include my brother. And, you know, I, I, you know, then you have that older, younger brother, right? You know, it wasn't really, I don't know. I, I don't want to get too much into that just because it's not reckoned. That's not reconciled. <laughs> well, um, know, but, uh... but my, but you know what I mean? There were a lot of things there and I took on a tremendous amount of guilt and I purged that over the last eight or nine months and finally forgave myself. Now, is that part of the process that happens in just a simple ayahuasca trip? Yeah. So it's just a more intense process of the same, but you purged too. And that's like, so, you know, and that's uh, what people do. They have family trauma or they're alcoholics or they were addicted or, you know, or they were, or they're no fapping. (laughs) No fapuary, baby. You know, gonna, so then there's hashtag you know, just, no February. I love it. They're, they're Persian. They're Persian. So it's that purging like you were talking about. They're Persian. They're you, from Persia. They're, they're purging, purging. Persian? Purging. I know. You said it, you said it with like a little slang. So it sounded like you were saying Persian. They're Persian. No. Like the chicks who I bought out like, the, uh, the chicks who bought out the, the lesbian bar on the South Park episode. You know. I have a little slang. I can't, I just can't dump the eastern slang uh accent you got a little colorado in there dude you sound like bill you know what you sound like you sound like billy nursery the string cheese incident sometimes i noticed that earlier today not any you have like you know you do one of those hey everybody you know how billy nursery will be hey what's going on there guys i I, I actually realized that i've done that because i've been you know i'm on the phone all day with people yeah and oh. uh, they're just like, and I'm like, you know, hey, uh, so uh, you want to try that? Because sometimes that uh, that uh, gets a disabled there in your Outlook, and then your email doesn't come in uh, <laughs> like it's supposed to. There, eh? hey, what's going on? Yeah, before we start this group, before we start this phone call, I want to give you guys a little bit of a group hoot. Everybody ready to do this? One, two, three, ah, woo! Oh God, I hate the group hoot. Sorry, Billy. String cheese incident. <laughs> I was uh, I was definitely kind of getting over that uh, towards the end. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, there's nothing like a group hoot at Hornings. Those are always the best. You know, every time there's a group hoot, I scream my ass off, and I'm making fun of it. So who's the fool? Who's the fool? Is it the fool or the fool that follows them? Right. <laughs> the string cheese incident for those who are following along but not following along. <laughs> not following us right now it's one of our favorite it's one of our favorite bands for sure uh if you don't know them check them out Eh, they're not everybody's cup of tea i'm not going to push them uh i will say this so so yes there's just so ayahuasca kind of jump starts your cleanse of your healing essentially and that's interesting so it's not a party it's not like you know if you've done dmt that's not really a party either it's you, you you know I think there's some people that go into these two, these two things. Like it's going to be acid or angel dust or crack cocaine. No, I'm just kidding. Not crack cocaine, but they're going into it. Like it's almost like a party psychedelic mushrooms. Um, and I think mushrooms yeah. do have now 
what is the comparison to those of us who have never done ayahuasca? And I am certainly in there and 43 years old, slightly high blood pressure, overweight, probably not going to do it anytime soon. Um, what are the comparisons, say somebody on mushrooms to ayahuasca? And what are the, and obviously the contrast, we know it's much more intense. We know it lasts a hell of a lot longer to the point. And it also, it's so intense. You actually need somebody watching you, a shaman watching over your spirit, essentially, for the duration yeah. of the trip. So this, this, yeah, it, this, this is not a party drug at all. And it's not a party environment. And it should not be taken like that at all. This is a journey. You know, this is like you're, you're coming up, you're coming to grips with yourself on this one. And you need to be prepared. And honestly, that's not to scare anybody. It's like, because everybody, oh, well, I don't want to actually like, oh, this is like, it was probably, or it was such a remarkable experience for me. Honestly, what I had saw really at one point during the first one, I saw that really we are actually connected with many other galaxies out there that bring us in. And we're, there's a whole space council of that that represents the far above anything you could imagine right now. Kind of like a uh, Supreme Court of the actual merging of these different galaxies. The people who That's really run things. The people There's that really. People that really, people that really are in charge. Yes. The God people. Yes. That's what I, I wonder if it's like every deity. Like the, like, know, and I just like, thought, like the Hall of Deities I, in that South Park episode. <laughs> and honestly, I thought that maybe this was just like, whoa, I'm really tripping out right now. But like then the shaman just started talking about the same hallucin hallucinating I had. He was having it with me in the same circle. There's a, lot, and there's a lot of that in, in that vein, a lot of stories of that kind of thing where you're seeing an alien or you're seeing some kind of life forms that are extraterrestrial and not just in, in, in a, a physical manner, but extraterrestrial in, in, in a, you know, in a spiritual manner. And that's, that's pretty intense. And it's, if that's a common thread, I, I don't, I'm not one that subscribes to coincidences too much. So there's that. Wow. So there's there that. is a higher power. The, to, for me, with that being a typical, that's more further proof because I and I do believe in God. That's more further proof that there's a higher power to me. If anybody's been thinking about it, I encourage you. I recommend that everybody at least tries this once. And be, you know, you're you're going to be prepared for it. You 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 might not know what you might be facing through it, but. And yes, it's true. It does probably go on from getting that. It probably goes on about two weeks. But by, by, by the time so you take it, you know, we take it about eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night and you go through all the night. By the next morning, you're actually able to like re-enter. But that's always a re-enter like regular society, although it's a little tough. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, and uh, the, what I had done, and I don't recommend this, is I started mixing female plants together and they got mad at each other because I still had. So ayahuasca is a female plant and so is marijuana. So later that night afterwards, I was like, oh, I want to just smoke some. And I mixed the two females in my system. And uh, I, Mother Ayahuasca was still in there and they, she got pissed. And I ended up burning my hand on a, on a hot plate later that night, just like a, she was punishing me for that. Wait a minute. Are you suggesting that the ayahuasca plant burn your hand? I felt that uh, I felt like the aura was still over me, and I was mixing the females. 
Yeah, but are you saying that that's she why you got your jealous? Hand? She got jealous. Yeah, she got jealous since she punished me. She didn't want that in her in my system. That was just coalescing <laughs> with what she was still working. Yeah, you don't mix the female plants. Don't like, I it. get that, but you think that's the reason you got burned? You really legitimately think that? I'm I'm surprised, and I'm not I'm not doubting it. I'm just I'm surprised because that's surprising. What are you totally saying? Me. I what are you what are you like thinking that I'm not thinking straight here or something or? I just uh, I don't okay. I don't I, I just I am playing uh, devil's I, advocate for the sake of the show and for the sake of our listeners who probably are the calling bullshit. I just thought it was really odd that that had happened out of nowhere like that. Instant karma's gonna get you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just yeah, okay, we'll just leave it at that. Well, no, my, my argument would be if it was karma, uh, maybe, man, because then, well, obviously, Ayahuasca got uh, got some pull with whoever runs the game. But you could also make the argument look, if you weren't stoned, you would have been more careful and you wouldn't have burned your hand like an idiot. Look, I, no, I tell you right now, we're going to get some mail and people are going to be like, yo, Vig is just, he's he's crazy. What the hell is he even talking about? You know, like what space council that overlooks all the galaxies and has the ultimate <laughs> oversight on things what the fuck is no but whatever uh, hey hey <laughs> that sounds more plausible than you than an ayahuasca causing you to burn your hand i'm being 100 okay, well, honest uh, okay sure they're great great good but no i i so back you know it's back to like the whole thing uh with, with this that we're all, we're uh, on this subject though but if you're thinking about it out there and you feel that like it might it might actually benefit you for at least uh, even a little bit. You have like you have some things from the past that you would want to just kind of just flush out finally once and for all. Get them off your chest. I highly recommend you seek them. You could just run some searches on Google. Um, I recommend the ones where that are actually stateside that fall within the National uh, Native American Council, so they're they're not known as illegal drug use because they're actually fall under our religious rights here. Uh, and that the make us great here. We're part of the uh, United States Constitution. Uh, so it would fall under a, a religious uh, belief and you would be able to find these people and go ahead and do it. And I, Cause that's actually where I did it. I, my, my ceremony was completely legal cause it falls under our, our unalienable rights, uh, freedom of religion. And that takes away any kind of paranoia because and, you're on drugs. That's a, that, that's, that's a right. bit, and that's real by the way. When you're on mushrooms and oh, that's that's no joke, right? Yeah, that yeah. that's a real paranoia. Getting in any kind of legal or trouble with somebody you know or whatever—that's a big thing. So that's awesome. Well, I have heard people now. Is that what people typically do? I also hear people actually do go to South America, Central America, and have these. Is it better to sure. do it there, or is it worth the trip to do it there, or is it okay? Is it the same situation? If you now, I know you can't speak to it because you never did that, but in your knowledge, is it better to do it in South America if you can, or does it matter? It's, it doesn't matter. It's just another option. And, and but one, one thing to look into is that when you go down to South America, you're in a totally different country, totally different hemisphere, totally different continent. And, uh, you know, when people find out that you're an American, you know, they, uh, I mean, I, I've had that happen. I've only been to certain spots, but I feel like any right part of the country, any different countries, like people find out I'm American, they want to kind of feel they can like try to scam me. Sucker, right? You know? Sucker written right over your forehead. Yes, Sucker yes, born every, especially stupid white person born every minute from America. <laughs>
you know, you're going down, you're looking and you think you get involved and then you get down there and then next thing you know, you're being assaulted or something that has happened. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, hey, if you're really interested, you know, drop us a line at valleyvig08 at gmail.com and I can actually put you in touch with somebody that runs several ceremonies a year, one in Colorado and one in California. And uh, they, they are very good at medicinal, um, run by shamans, really good group. And uh, so if you're serious, I, could, uh, I can definitely pass you along to some good people.